Hello, family. Thank you, family and Kirk for participating in another We Are Family Weekly Prayer. I don't take any of you for granted. We have so many things to be thankful for. I really thank God. We praise you, Lord, as we reflect on Christ's love and his journey to the cross that fulfilled God's promise for our salvation. Hi, family. This is Kirk A. Freeman, Sr. Eleanor. The reason we meet weekly is to pray for our whole family to be saved, able to call Christ a big brother and savior, and God our Heavenly Father. Last week, Clayton Brady shared his understanding that as long as he lives, his goal is to do God's will. He also said he didn't need to be offended by other people's beliefs or behavior because Romans chapter 14, verses 11 through 14 Every knee must bow and tongue confess that Christ is Lord. We shouldn't judge one another anymore, but judge this rather that no man be a stumbling block. Clayton said he was just being himself because he knew his job was to live a life that shows Christ lives in him. Family, that's what allows you to faithfully call the prayer line because James Chapter 5, verse 16b states, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We seek healing of the whole person, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, for everyone in our family. Our great commission is to begin with love and kindness so God can open a door to the lost to see how salvation can rescue them from sin and pain. Amen. Let's uh, summarize Kimmy's chapter on salvation, freely given in her book, Our Path for His Glory. On page two, many people have been told they are sinners and that they need salvation, with many still wondering, what is salvation? So people leave being judged not understanding salvation, and remain unsaved, bound to their sins. Remember Romans 14, 11 through 14, don't judge one another and don't be a stumbling block. We are here on earth purposefully, without question, to give glory and honor to God, not call people sinners, especially since we are sinners saved by grace. To be effective in the commission, remember, don't judge. Amen, Kirk. So what should we do? Glad you asked. Do like God did for us. Just start with love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In John 3.16, it is because of God's great love for us that he sent Jesus as payment and full retribution, saving us from all of our sins. That's sin past, current, and future sin. This is salvation, being rescued from the consequences of our sin. Hallelujah. I was excited about the inclusion of future sin, because as long as we live, we are prone to sin. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 6, 14 through 16, and I like Passion Translation, Remember this, sin will not conquer you, for God already has. 
you are not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. What are we to do then? Should we sin to our heart's content since there's no law to condemn us anymore? What a terrible thought. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? But choose carefully for your surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master and it will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. It's the lie of the devil that brings guilt when we sin again. The word says, sin will not conquer you. So if this is what is taught in the Bible, then we should teach this to others. Not judge and call them sinners, but love them as God convicts them into wanting to change. As God helps them to grow into the understanding and knowledge of what it means to be like Christ. Believers should show that the glory of God keeps us as we grow through all things. Yes. This is a good time for me also to share how a believer needs to reflect in their effort to grow. Remember how I felt good about the way I responded to the Jehovah Witnesses coming to my door last week? I thought I handled it lovingly until my daughter-in-law said I was actually dismissive of what they said. I wasn't rude that instead of responding tick for tack, maybe I could just have been silent and listened. To share, I could invite them to come back so we could talk in more detail when I had more time. I took her suggestion to heart and now have added this thinking to my higher standard. That's what we do as believers, always rising to the higher calling in Christ Jesus. Philippians three fourteen. That's what growing in Christ is all about, Eleanor. Romans 5, 8, and 10, the NIV version says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? When you love, 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 and then pour in more love. You make it love unconditional. Don't judge. Don't condemn. Don't be a stumbling block. Who wouldn't want this kind of love? Shouldn't the world want to be saved? Isn't salvation amazing? Because it is an unmerited, a free gift from God. Amen. This is how salvation becomes more than assurance of eternal life in heaven. Because salvation brings a life filled with hope, joy, and freedom for right now living. Hallelujah. That's what makes tonight's segment good because it's for right now. Family, we want to end every teaching with a new segment called Parenting. As God Parents Us, this was titled and suggested by Eleanor's nephew. So tonight, young parents, hold this to your heart. Tonight, God showed us in his word 
how God loves us, as in John 3.16. So we give our children the gift of unconditional love. We want the children in our family to thrive. Godly parents pour godliness into their children. You want to elevate the children with love, even in time-crunched, busy lifestyles. Use voices that show love and choose words that encourage. As a teacher, I had to be trained to not correct from the focus of what was wrong, but from what was right. Don't point out the wrong or incorrect action first, but praise the child first with all the good you recognize. Next, model the choice or choices they had before them. For example, in a writing activity, I would tell a student, I really like your illustration. It has so many details of colors and pictures of people. I could write so many things using your illustration as my guide. The little girl has a beautiful red coat that flares as she runs. The little girl's name is Susie. I spell it capital S-U-S apostrophe Z-E-E because it shows how unique and beautiful Susie is. This is a way to add more details for your reader. So what I did as a teacher, I modeled appropriate behavior and shared my thinking that helps a child create a framework that can guide their thinking and internalize their desire to imitate their role model. So a possible response to a child running in the house and who breaks something would begin with me getting down to their eye level checking to assure that no broken glass hurt them, followed with praise, God, you didn't get hurt. You really do run very fast, and the house does not give you enough space to show your speed. Can you walk and get me a trash bag to clean this up? As I clean up, I can talk with my grandchild. How can you stay safe? Let the child tell you and continue to talk until you hear the child tell you. Running was a choice. Running is safer outside. And breaking things is dangerously and costly. Children are very bright. Also make certain your child understands the meaning of the words they use. Yes, as a teacher, building a vocabulary in a child is a very important tool and a successful test-taking skill. Remember, there is frequently more than one way or one correct answer. Then let them choose which choice they like and have them explain how they could implement the choice or redo it, showing the new choice. I'm not a fan of frequent spanking. Christ gave us a new commandment, love. Time out is a good way to encourage a child to choose to think before they act. Let us pray, family. Our Father, which art in heaven, we praise your name for this opportunity to be your children, your sons, and your daughters, to love you as you loved us, God, to worship and adore you. Hallowed be thy name 
for holy is our God, a God that is to be revered and worshiped. We pray that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord, for Luke chapter 17, 21b says, Behold, the kingdom of God is within us so that we do your will on earth. We are your willing vessels desiring to share your love, to pray for the lost, to provide for the poor, and to witness to the hopeless, to love one another, to forgive one another, to build one another up, never tearing nor condemning one another. For we loose that what is in heaven and bind on earth which is not in heaven. And we pray for the discernment. Help us, Lord, in these critical times, because we are moving even further into the last days and prophecy is being fulfilled routinely as God's word is revealing itself. Lord, please be with our relatives that battle with alcoholism and drugs. Lord, we pray that we bind that desire for them to have another drink, to take another drug, and we loose the desire of the love of Jesus. Help them build up their faith through the word of God and help us be a witness of encouragement and love to them. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Well, family, thank you. We love you. And God bless you. And let's continue to move forward to build and to grow and to uplift one another. Once again, we thank you for joining us with our family prayer. God bless you and good night. Good night.